great future. We're talking real money. Hello again. Welcome to our show. It's called Talking Real Money because we talk real money issues. The real money issues that affect almost all of us all the time if we are trying to find our way to a brighter future. And that requires saving and investing and avoiding being ripped off. So if you need some help with your money, you need to call us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Before you make a decision financially, just get another opinion. You don't have to do what we say. We're not always right. We're right a lot, but we're not always right. You know, like, well, there isn't always a right or wrong answer. <laughs> That's true. Sadly. I wish there was. Yeah. I wish there was a box always to check. There, Most of the time there is, but many times there is not. The truth is really actually al- almost always somewhere between the extremes. Yeah. Unless, unless you have a relative who is in the financial services business. Uh-oh. Yeah. Then most of the time, if not, let's just default to all of the time. Don't work with them. You just cost me about half of my book of business. Okay, you and your family is Thanks investing with you. I'm going to cut your pay in half now since I you mean, said your that. son's that's managing good. his own portfolio. Exactly. He okay, manages other people's portfolios. Yeah, that's, okay, that helps. Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, it's just that you got to be really careful because I remember when I was in my 20s and I was hired by a brokerage firm. I had no experience, none whatsoever in the world of finance or investing. They didn't teach me a lot about finance or investing, but they made me think I knew a lot. And of course I had all the experts at, uh, at their firm behind me. But the reality was I was told to go out and talk to my family members and get them to invest in things that didn't necessarily do much for them, but did a whole lot for the firm and a little bit for me, but mainly it made the firm a lot of money. Yeah, they, well, they certainly did teach you how to sell, right? I mean, they. they no, I was a good. The, well, they gave me sales training. Yes, yeah, I was yeah, a good salesman before I mean. that. But they, oh yeah, that. oh gosh, yeah, yeah, sure. man, I got classes from the cold call cowboy, and there you go. Everybody was out there, but the fact of the matter is that a lot of young people end up going to work for a brokerage firm, you know, an Ameriprise or a uh, Merrill Lynch or a, uh, uh, smaller firms. Uh, they go f- to go work for insurance companies, and then they call themselves financial advisors, and they're not, right? Well, they're, no, they're they're trained salespeople. That's yeah. what I was trying to get to. Uh, but here's the thing: I was surprised to read this. Uh, from a piece that Clark Howard did about how few people actually use a financial advisor. According to to Clark Howard, very well-known radio and podcaster around financial issues, only 1% of America actually uses an advisor. That seems like a low number. That must be, he must mean though a real life fiduciary fee only advisor, because a lot of people, a lot of people have their stockbroker or their insurance agent person to whom they, uh, they, they give money. And my guess, by the way, Don, that the number is so small is because for the last 30 years, you've told people they didn't need to. Well, I, I didn't. You know, there was a time. <laughs> no, not the past 30 years. I have finally, I, I, I told you the story in 2001. Yeah. That was when I, I began to realize that a lot of people were not capable emotionally. 
behavioral uh, finance. Yeah, they just didn't have the the intestinal fortitude to look past current negative events. And the current negative event that I'm referring to was 9-11. Of course. And so the I mean, calls okay, were like, oh, my gosh. So, but But today we know that not only are you going to likely be better off with an advisor just emotionally, but I was shocked in that same Clark Howard article. Was it there that there are three? Yeah. There are three Vanguard, studies now. Russell and AXA all found that using an advisor has meant not only keep more money, which is what most people are more concerned about, by the way, than making it. But you've actually improved your returns. Vanguard said it was 3% a year. Russell says it's the impact about plus 3.75% a year. Talk about a way to protect yourself from inflation. And AXA, I mean, they also said that people who ended up with, who was an advisor end up with twice as much money in their employer-sponsored retirement plans because, again, it gets you on the right track and stays on the right track. That's, That's the, the point. The yeah, me. but you know, it's even yeah. more than getting on the right track. It's staying on track. Even if you're not on the best track, the fact of the matter is the reason there's that big difference is because we're always falling off the wagon. We're jumping off when we shouldn't be jumping off, and we're jumping on when we shouldn't be jumping on because we react to things that have already happened. And you can't do that. So before you react to something, call us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Let's talk about your situation, your specific situation. Tom and Don are talking real money. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Here to help. Give us a call, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. I'm Don McDonald. Over there, Tom Cock. On the phone, Jerry. Hey, Jerry, welcome to the show. Thank you, and hello, Ron and Bob, John, and anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, you weren't even close. <laughs> you were nowhere in the. You weren't even in the neighborhood. That's but that's funny. I all like right, that. Funny is well, good, Jerry. I know that's all right. Not. Go ahead, Harry. You don't know about Ron. It's okay. It's good. I've listened to, I've, I've listened to Don for most of the thirty years you were talking about, um, <laughs> and a concept I haven't heard you talk about for a, for a long time. Yeah. is the idea of dollar cost averaging. And I suspect it's because there haven't been any big downs to dollar cost average into, just a lot of ups. Um, but, you know, the downs are going to come, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of the younger folks need to really get it about dollar cost averaging. That, well, the problem you know, is we don't know. We don't have a lot of younger... Down. We don't have a lot of younger folks listening right well, now. Well, so. no, wait a minute. We do. We do have younger no, listeners to podcasts, by the way. Number I, two, younger people. Hopefully, Jerry already are doing that because they're putting money into their retirement plans every two weeks, so they're getting different prices uh, depending on what's going on with the market. I, I mean, I, I want to make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. So, if you have half a million dollars, are you suggesting that you put it in slowly over time? Is that what the the concept you're alluding to? I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm saying the idea of continuous investing. Yeah. With either, yeah. Uh, and, and, and Jerry, we, I, we, we absolutely preach that for anybody who's earning a living because basically earning money is dollar cost averaging from your employer 
in reverse. So you should dollar cost average forward with that same money. Um, but at, sometimes we get a lot of calls, and the reason that's Tom's suspicious. Tom has a very suspicious mind. <laughs> that's that's uh, not so true. Suspicious. Very trusting. No, Come very on. suspicious. He, he's thinking <laughs> that you're one of those people who says, I have all this money and the market is really high. So I'm, you were suspicious. You thought that's because what he was thinking. I get that call at least twice a week. At least twice. I wouldn't want to invest now because the market's at all-time highs, so right? I, I want you to forgive poor Ron for, for that comment. <laughs> Thanks, John. Uh, Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) No, we're big advocates of dollar cost averaging. As a matter of fact, if you are an investor in your 20s, 30s, 40s, even 50s, and you're putting money into your IRA and your 401k, and even outside of those accounts, you're putting it in on a regular basis, and the market goes down, you should be thrilled it's going down. Well, but let's finish the thought. So because we didn't quite get there, the number one call we still get is I just inherited X. I just got X money. I sold my house, et cetera. What do I do with the money? I, I want to make sure I'm clear with Jerry that we are not advocating no. slowly putting the money in because we know over time, yes, not every year, not even every two to three years does the market go up, but generally it does. It's I think it's 75% of months it goes up. It's it about is. three it's out of four years. Yeah, 75% a year it goes the, up. The, so the it month. has an upward, So because people have this, I think I'll put it in and then the market will go down. Okay, were well, you going to use the money in the next two or three years? Probably not. So I don't advocate that dollar cost averaging. I do advocate regular contributions, especially if you're if you're building your portfolio through pre-tax, post-tax, whatever account you're putting it into. Totally in favor of that approach. Okay. I think yeah, you're talking about the, 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 the regular earnings thing. Thank you so much for the call, Jerry. We appreciate it. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. Somebody just walked by the house and looked in the window very suspiciously. It's making me nervous. I'm going to run out and check on it, okay? See, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? I'll be right back. Yeah, and then he's going to, you know, he's going to turn. He's going to, he has like 14 locks on the front door, even though he lives in some province. I now know. No, wait, wait, whoa. This is. This is serious. I can now turn the alarm on from my phone. Doesn't that make you feel better about me? It scares me a little. (laughs) I'm going to turn it on and, and set the whole thing off or something? No. All right. All right. I can also invest from my phone too. By the way, um, it's uh, 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 um, we got a last weekend. We had a problem with the recording, so yeah. the show did not become a podcast. Killing us, and I was really, really, really bummed because one of my favorite calls of all time happened last week from the guy. What who, was that? The guy who brought bought property. In California oh, City. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We need an update on that. What ha- did you put the deal together? I did. I, I the deal. Well, I got Whoa. them. I got them in contact with each other. I don't know if they've made the deal yet. But well, well I want part of the commission on this thing. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm going to want something. But somebody who listened to the live show. Yeah. And uh, you got to set the stage here. You got to say what was what it was all about. Okay. Yeah, you got to kind of set the set it up. Back in the dark ages, like 30 years ago, 
Okay, no, he's More a like mere 50. child. Yeah, it's probably actually 50 years ago. It's a long time ago. <laughs> Sorry to break uh, it to you. Um, yeah. A guy called, and he purchased a lot in California City, California. Now, California City was some guy's grand vision for this planned community in the middle of the Mojave Desert, just north of uh, the Air Force Base. You get the best of both worlds. You get a lot of sunny days, and you get a lot of loud jets going right over there. Oh, actually, there's a third thing. You get to see launch rockets from there. Not to my knowledge, but anyway, but you also get to see a lot of experimental planes that other people don't get to. No, that's so, where the Air rockets, Force... Rockets, Vandenberg, Vandenberg. Oh, is it Vandenberg? Oh, that's yeah, right. That's is. the aircraft. No, let's yeah. not argue Air Force No, we should never do, do Air Force arguing. That's one that I can do well. Um, so Anyway, so the purchase was made sometime in the 1970s, I believe. Right. And yeah, the okay. lot, the lot, he wanted to sell the lot to get it out of his estate, but they... <laughs> There's no market for them. There right. are People lots, aren't buying but middle of nobody nowhere. wants them. Turns out California has a water thing too. Kind of, might well, want to yeah. pay attention to. So they they actually graded the street so you could see. You could go on Google Maps and see the graded, <laughs> graded streets street. from 50 years ago because <laughs> no water in the, power in the desert. Nice well, in street. the desert they never erode. Because <laughs> oh, that's good point. No water, uh, but he couldn't get rid of it, so we suggested he give it to charity. Yeah. And then Which we went, the oh, thing. wait, that's not going to work because there's there nope. are taxes on the property that every have year. to be paid every year. And who, which charity is going to want to pay No, taxes? your final suggestion was the right one. Don't pay the taxes. Don't the county the will but foreclose on then it. we got a note from somebody saying, or a call from somebody right. saying, put him in touch with me. I want to buy it. So I haven't heard back. Did you buy you did, it? You put the, the two put the two properties together. I did. I mean, the two, two people, people together. I did. I did. Not, not two properties. And how many of those properties? There were like 50,000 of them sold. Tens of Good thousands Lord. of them. Uh, uh, and, and the whole thing was a, was a scam. It was a total it scam. Sounds like it, yeah. But mm. I just got an email from someone. Well, I got an email this week from someone who listened to that call. And he found some really interesting information. I'm going to share that after the break. 855-935. I'm going to put that on my list. 855-935-TALK is our number. place to go. 855-935-8255. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. So, as we mentioned before the break, oh, by the way, the phone number is 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. As we mentioned before the break, uh, we talked with a gentleman last week who wanted to unload a lot in California City, California, and didn't care if he got any money didn't for it. Care. I think he just, just wanted, wanted to, get, to get rid of the darn it. thing. It's yours, yeah. Uh, and uh, so we tried to help him, like we do. That's what we do. It's our job here at Talking Real Money. We try to. Help. I was that close to buying it myself, just on. Spec, you thought about it, didn't you? I did. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, I'll, whatever. It might be worth something. I'll sell you the silver years, bullet. You could not. go ha- park it there. <laughs> I park it right there. Run the power cord from yeah. downtown Los Angeles solar, out there. Solar. Something. Mm, solar. solar, good call. Water solar. might be a little bit of an issue. I don't know. Okay. You, you get bottled water. Go get take the truck out. Anyway, uh, so somebody sent a note saying, hey, that's the way he started it. Hey, I was listening to your show, and it got me curious. 
I decided to do a little Google search, and this is what I found. I thought you might be interested. It's a website called laist.com, and they did a podcast on California City. Oh. Uh, and I went to look at the article, and it's great. And I'm so they did get, a podcast or they did an article? Oh, an article and a podcast. So they, they, oh, they I'd love to both. read that. I, Link I, it up to our I'm stuff going or to. I'm going to put it okay, on Talking Real Money. I'm always a step Mo- ahead of you. I I'm going to put yeah. it at TalkingRealMoney.com in that same section where the three fund solution is, where we have all the stuff mm-hmm. that's connected. It's got a wonderful picture of all the graded lots. It's just fascinating. Which one's his? I'd like I to know. I don't know. I couldn't tell. Because I'm looking. They, they talked about the history of the thing. Uh, it was uh, in the mid-50s, a developer by the name of Nat Mendelson bought a ton of land out in the Mojave, northeast of Los Angeles, and he was going to yep. build a city of 200 square miles with a golf course, a university, a mall, an airport even. And they ended up with a McDonald's and no stoplights, I think. Or That's something, right. They right? ended up with one McDonald's. Yeah. Um, he thought that L.A. was too scary. It was a bad place to live and that California City would be the place everyone would come to. And they their sales tactics were a little shady, even you know, so shady that the Federal Trade Commission got involved. But in the That's, end, he had hmm. by 1970, he had 3000 salesmen. Selling land. Because they were all getting a 50% commission or something. I don't know, but they ended up selling 73,000 lots, netting his company a fortune, hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, And basically from the the 50s on, nothing ever happened. Nothing. Well, one thing happened. He got rich and probably living in beautiful Los Angeles with water and electricity. I'll bet both. And now... For sale signs are all you're going to find in California City. All these for sale signs for all these lots that have been for sale forever. So I can go to Google Earth and see the for sale signs and oh, yeah. nothing else. You got mm-hmm. it. You got it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put, I'm going to make a link during the bottom of the hour even. I will create a link to this LAist article. And uh, now you can go learn all about California City on your own. And lesson learned, I mean, speculative, we've got some, if you like that, we've got some speculative land in Panama, maybe, or. Oh, you're reading that book, yes. I love that book. Love. What's the name of I can't remember the name of it now. I'll look it up. I'll find it. Uh, Yeah, it's a great book. It's a book about a a Ponzi Ponzi before Ponzi. No, actually, it was the same time as Ponzi. That's true. But Ponzi got the press. This guy didn't get as much press. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look like it's going to turn out well, but um, I'm about halfway through it it's not looking too positive for the people that gave him all the money well since it was yeah, in the I mean, 1920s we can we can safely say it probably didn't turn out well and by the way this also adds more evidence to our take about real estate buy it for lifestyle reasons don't buy it for speculative reasons every every speculative deal now i know it's different in your neighborhood in beautiful florida oh yeah there, there's yeah. never been any real estate speculation in <laughs> no, florida oh never yeah, yeah. no i let's see there was a 19 year old back in 1977 while on his first honeymoon who bought a piece of swampland in florida yeah because uh, he sold it good salesman no he just stopped oh. paying for it that'd be me oh i got so ripped you off actually, i oh, got ripped oh, off I in see. a florida land wow. sale I didn't know this is all new to me. 77. 
So do you still own it, or can no, we run out there no, by boat no, or something? No, no, oh, no, okay. no. Yeah, and, and it's in a swamp. It's literally in the green swamp, which is the headwaters <laughs> for the Everglades. So don't come to you for advice about real estate purchases. No, you can now because I have the experience under my belt of being <laughs> ripped off at 19. 855-935-TALK. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. So now... If you're interested in the California city story, it's titled the, our, our blog post is titled California city land scam. It has a leak, a link, a link, not a leak. It has a link to the story, uh, so that you all can now read that. We got one here in Washington, ocean shores. The same thing happened. Was it, was it, uh, worthless? They're going to, and it was the crooner who was involved. I think he's still alive. Pat, uh, forgetting his last name. Pat Boone? Pat Boone. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Type in Pat Boone Ocean Shores. I mean, I think there was a bunch of say it didn't turn out and blah, blah, blah. And it didn't turn out well for anybody. That's my recollection, which you can call me and correct me if you like, because I was very young at the time. But that's my recollection. Oh, yeah. He was a uh, in 1967. Yeah. He was a stockholder in Ocean Shores states incorporated I mean, it, it was a similar kind of thing where they're gonna have a big thing is the coast blah 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 and it didn't i don't think it really worked out the way they expected let's put it that way yeah but in 1969 ocean shores was declared the richest little city in america with an assessed valuation of 35 million and 900 residents how's it doing today i don't know hmm. i'm reading right. the past 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. And uh, let's see, where was it? Uh, it was at Port Brown Peninsula. I don't know where that is. Pat, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. I hope it's not Pat Boone. Hello. Hello, gentlemen. <laughs> Hi, I want to thank hey. you for making me one of the smartest people in my circle Whew. about finances, which is why everybody comes to me about questions. You had... Well, I, I don't I don't know who wrote it, but you often recommended, I believe, a book that had a table in the back of it on depending on which company you worked for, how to how to allocate your retirement. Oh no, not a book. It's a website. Oh, okay. What's the website? Four oh one four one one dot com. Okay. Four oh one. What company yep. What company well, are you looking um, for? Uh, one of my former co one of my coworkers. I'm retired now. One of my former coworkers just moved um, jobs, and she's gone to Virginia Mason. I think that's up there. I don't, Don has the okay. web in front of him, but I just wanted to. Uh, I think we've looked at the plan before. So, by the way, people can go there, but you can also send us your plan. We, it's been a little slow getting to all those because it had a lot of activity, <laughs> a lot of work to do. Um, but um, so if it's not. It's Pat, not. They can go to okay. They can go to the website and they can actually send us the plan. All we need we'll is a list of mutual it. funds, and then we we build you know an aggressive portfolio, a moderate portfolio, and a conservative portfolio, and we put them up there. I'm surprised Virginia Mason's not because yeah. for some reason I remember seeing it, but no, may have been for a client. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. We, we the V's are 
Valley Medical, VIAD, Village Life, Visionary Office Furniture, and Verizon. That's all the Vs. Yeah. And by the way, they just... I'm going to make an apology. Those get outdated because we we only do we only update them when somebody gives us new information. Yeah. So if your plan is up there and it's it. not uh, what it is currently, we don't continually update them. We just put them up at when somebody sends us. We have the no plan. way. We don't know way to know. Right. Yeah. We wouldn't know. So you'd have to right. let us know, and then we'll 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 redo it. So. But we have other major firms, Boeing and Costco and Oh, Microsoft sure. All the big ones. All the big ones. Yeah. Like, you know, Nordstrom's up there. Yeah. Uh, uh, Port of Seattle, Delta Airlines, Alaska Alaska Air. Airlines. Sure. Yeah. Bank of America, AT&T, American Express. Pat, American thank you. And by the way, thank Amazon. you for your kind comment. You've heard of them. Amazon. You? you heard of them? Yeah, Amazon has that nice feature that some of the big ones do where you can put money in post-tax so you can save up to 58 thousand dollars a year and uh, in a retirement plan they use astounding they use a lot of vanguard that's good it's yeah they actually have it's it's a good plan not, not a the great best plan who not would you best, think but, in the pacific northwest of all the plans uh, you've looked at which wow. which company plan did you went go oh that one that's a it great was a plan. national one where they had a mix of dimensional funds vanguard no, no. And every I, asset covered i northwest well, boeing has a very good plan Boeing but they good. don't have all the asset classes I'd like to see. They, uh, but it's very good. The costs are very low. It's fairly diversified. Uh, gosh, you're putting me on the spot here. Well, I really, no, I, I just, just it's just a yeah. You know, you would not be a very good interview. <laughs> That's why this I'm usually like the, the sec- other side of the this microphone. This is like the second time this week that I've asked you a question and you go. I don't, I don't know. I don't think about this stuff. I don't know stuff. that. I don't think about that. You're a terrible interview because, you know, you should be like quick. You like go, ah, Boeing. Okay, for now on, then I'll do, I had interviewed a guy on TV once who gave a one-word answer to everything. I was like, this could be a very long nine minutes, you know, like, nope, or, yes, Or just maybe. Plead, plead the fifth. <laughs> um, advice of counsel. Oh, so, <laughs> By the way, it's an Alfred plea. That's what we were trying to come up with the other day. Alfred plea. Couldn't remember that one. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Yeah, uh, 855-935-TALK is our phone number. And I want to apologize. Tom has a rare uh, neurological <laughs> disease that that causes Don't him they call to... call Tourette's or something? Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's it's weirder than that because you he uh, he, he blurts out legal concepts. I know because... <laughs> he just blurts out like, Alfred plea? Okay. You know what the problem is with him Let blurting out Alfred plea? There's no context. I know, was I know. context-free I'll... for the listeners. Well, because I felt really dumb when we talked about this on the podcast this week. We we're talking on about a financial firms that write a check and then say, "Well, we're admitting nothing. We no, ah, we're writing a hundred million dollar check just because you know, well, that's just a good idea, right? Helps people." No, they did do something, and I said I was tired of this aspect of guilty pleas, air quotes, uh-huh. checks. Yeah, and I was trying to remember the concept in criminal law i believe it is criminal law where yes. you can enter a plea mm-hmm. of guilty but still say nah i didn't really do it but i'm gonna go ahead and plead i couldn't remember the name and that's why i blurted out alfred plea because it just came to me so that's what yeah. happens and just for a little background the alfred plea yeah. is based on a 1970 supreme court case ah. where the court stated quote 
the defendant may voluntarily, knowingly, and understandingly consent to the imposition of a prison sentence, even if he is unwilling or unable to admit his participation in the acts constituting the crime. That's an okay, plea. there you go. And it was out of nowhere. I, I, I fully admit that. I apologize for that. And you do it going right into a I break. Forgot. And you do it I know. Going, I mean, and they're like, what? We got what a break. What the heck is that? It's yeah, a hard break. Okay. So we can't I, I'm help. sorry. It's like I had to, I'm I was sorry. almost going to pull a commercial out. Just go, I'm sorry, we're not doing the commercial. So we got to explain. <laughs> got to take this up. And what the heck are you talking about? All right. Alfred. Uh, Al Ford. A-L-F-O-R-D. We're, we're, yeah, F-O-R-D. We're letting it go. That's good. It's over. Goodbye, but Alfred. it does allow us. It does allow us to continue the conversation about. I don't know. No eye rolling. That's what they say is bad for a relationship when one party rolls their eyes, and you can't see it, but he was ro- he rolling them again. Uh, about hire <laughs> about hiring a financial advisor. I got to turn right? off the screen. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, there, it because does, there's a certain segue there. The yeah, there's a huge segue there because that's what we where we started was yeah, with bad exactly. advisors who who can just as a cost of doing business basically yeah. get away with taking advantage of you with ripping you off they get away with it all the time and it's generally these gigantic firms that manage tens of billions or hundreds of billions of t- trillions in many cases of yeah. dollars they they manage all this money and they can lie cheat and steal and yet they get a slap on the wrist when they get caught and it behooves you. You have to be not just skeptical, but you have to be almost downright cynical when it comes to dealing with most of the financial advice community. But I think also what it does is it convinces a lot of people who might hire an advisor not to do it. And many times you still need one. Uh, and, and some of this comes from Clark Howard. Who, yeah, but you got to find a good one. A piece. How do you find a good one, yeah, Clark? I, uh, I mean, in, in his, he says, you got to make sure he or she is a fiduciary. Well, we think that is good. Mm-hmm. Fee only, that is mm-hmm. good. No commissions, that is good. Um, but after that, I mean, that's the whole world. There's Everybody says they're a fiduciary today, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the key is, are they 100% fiduciary? And it's a, always, always, always. It's, Most of them not. It's fascinating. It used to be good enough to just say, are they a fiduciary? Nope. But now Mm-mm. we have to parse that down to a hundred percent always acting as a fiduciary because of all of the bald faced lying that goes on yeah. in the financial services industry. And I want to ask all of you who, who the, well, all of you, the two of you who are in the financial services industry who still listen to us because you still, you want to hear what <laughs> we have to say about you. Torn out the radio the out of the car. Of you, yeah. The rest of you hate us. Those of you who still listen, why do you continue to do this? Do, does it make is the money? Why do they say it? Or the why money, do you the keep money? lying? But why? But, but but don't you feel bad? I think people can always justify things like, "No, I did it for this reason." I mean, no different than Isn't that, Leo, right? Who stole the money in the book? Yeah, he justifies it, but isn't that um, <laughs> immoral? Beyond immoral, beyond immoral. I mean, uh, 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 sociopathic, psychopathic. Weren't you the one telling me me that a a good boss has to be a psychopath or something? Oh, it's fascinating. Uh, It was was a, uh, I don't know, This American Life. I love This American Life. Great podcast. And uh, they were 
they uh, one of their reporters or a, a contributor interviewed Al, the guy at Sunbeam. You know the guy who Al came, Hacksaw, ha, no yeah. Chainsaw. Ren, uh, I, I forget. The I last can't name. remember his name. I can look but, it up. But, but they yeah. were but they were going on on and on with him, going, Are, "Do you consider yourself a psychopath?" And and he goes, "No, I'm just a good businessman." And so he goes through the list of all the traits of psychopaths, and he goes, "Yeah, I have those, but Wait I don't call them psychopathic." <laughs> That's just good That's, business. Uh, that is good business. Uh, I'm trying to find him here, but Dunlap. Dunlap. Prior to that, he yeah. ripped Scott mm-hmm. Paper to shreds. <laughs> Sunbeam. Sunbeam. Yeah. yeah was he, he well, he first he, he was the the hatchet man at Scott. He ripped paper. the paper and half got it. Okay, ripped that's paper. funny. That deserves. And then, a, and then he uh, gave Sunbeam a buzz cut. <laughs> I don't know if they made razors. I'm just hoping they made an electric razor. I think they did. Uh, but but anyway, the, the yeah the 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 uh, anyway. Um, but by the way, he was, he was got his education at West point. So hope that helps a bit. So apparently you, you can get into West point if you're a psychopath. I don't, I, I didn't say that. I'm going to let you say it. Uh, he's dead now. But, okay. Back. Yeah. He's been gone for a few years. I mean, the, let's go back to the financial advisor thing, because here's the, here, the reason I brought this up is most people, most of you. Yeah. You need one. You got to find the right one. Most of you wait until we know this because you call us. I just came into money. I got to figure it out. Okay, that's reasonable. But even Clark Howard overlooks the number one reason I think you should have one if you're 50 years old or older. Even if you're really smart about all of this, even if you've read the books and you've built the portfolios and you know about all the stuff, I'm telling you, a good advisor, hire them or not, should give you a few things to think about about your plan to make sure you're thinking all that through, right? Whether it's Roth conversion, all the rest of it. So yeah, that sounds kind of serious, but I'd say within 10 years of retirement, absolutely have one. All right. During, during your, your discussion there, I did a little, I just did a little Google search. There was a night in 2011, (laughs) there was a study Mm -hmm. done by uh, the university of St. Gallen, Gallen, uh, and a couple of MBA students compared the decisions made by stock derivative and foreign exchange traders and they compared it to a computer simu they created a computer simulation oh. laying that up against 24 known psychopaths in high security hospitals in germany and yeah, uh one <laughs> the uh Uh-oh. not only do the traders this quote quote according to der spiegel not only do the traders match their counterparts in the mental hospitals but the psycho the stockbroker's behavior was more reckless and manipulative than that of the psychopaths. So maybe stockbrokers. This are, isn't our study, just I, so I, you know. This is from Der, no, this Der Spiegel. Is, this is from the University of St. Gallen in Germany. What year? 2011. Wow. And they, they study they, for you. They basically said that <laughs> stockbrokers, traders, and the like were worse than psychopaths well that explains no one's a that explains a lot doesn't it yeah exactly yeah pretty much thanks yikes (laughs) that just fascinates me all right we'll be back in a minute don't go away tom and don are talking real money is your portfolio a mess you may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. 
Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Oh my gosh. Same article in Forbes. In 1996, a crime correspondent for The Independent noted that, quote, stockbrokers share many of the same characteristics as criminal psychopaths. And that same year, a university in Scotland said that, quote, with the right parenting, psychopaths can become successful stockbrokers instead of serial killers. Uh, if you want to avoid a psycho stockbroker and get some fiduciary help and get it for free with no obligation, no sales pitch, no bother, we're not a bunch of salespeople, just go to vestry.com and set up an appointment to meet with one of our advisors for a few minutes. We'll do it for nothing. If you want to become a client, we'll charge you. But if you just want a little help, a little more than we can give on the show, we'll do it for free. Just go to vestry.com and set up an appointment. Vestry.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.